Listener Production. For those who like their yolks runny and their dough sour. Yum! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. I think I need new reading glasses, Matt. Do you wear glasses? No, I think I need some reading glasses, though. Well, you don't need new ones if you've never worn them. You just need them. Well, I think I do need them because I was taking a look through the Pandora papers and I could not see your name in there and so I I was very concerned. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't gone offshore quite yet, my friend. Because I could have sworn that you would have had a Samoan superannuation account, (laughs) Matthew. You'd definitely be one for that. Um, One of the 400 Australians. Embroiled, I think is the correct term, in uh, this global journalistic coup, which joins many other papers that have been released, including the Panama Papers. Hey, listen to me right now. I say this with all honesty. Yep. I am evading tax the moment I'm rich enough, okay? (laughs) As soon as I am rich enough. I am out of here, my friend. You got your shell company. You got your trustees sorted. (laughs) Panama is going to be getting a phone call from me, my friend. I'll be making best friends with the president of Luxembourg. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Signing up for a Dolomite or whatever they've got over there. Whatever it takes. Big show today. We've got this guy hanging out. Another P word. Just for you. The unmistakable sounds of Pete Murray. Going to be joining Matt and Alex on All Day Breakfast. He sold 1.2 million albums in just Australia. Like every 20th person that you walk past, Pete Murray album owner. That's, <laughs> That's how wild. big this dude is. You go to the MCG, right, you sit in the MCG, full house, 20,000 people there, Pete Murray album owner. Oh, wait, is my maths right? No, it's 5,000 no, people. No, that was terrible maths, man. I don't know. You said 20,000 people in the MCG of Pete Murray. No, that'd be, yeah, that we would have had to have sold 5 million albums or so. Yeah. Can you tell so, I'm a podcaster and not a mathematician? I think what you mean is 5,000 people in an yeah. full MCG. That's what I mean. That's still a lot of people. It is. That's, that's Bay 13, 14, 15, at least. <laughs> um, from going from Pete Money, one of the... Pete, Pete Money. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, it would be Pete Money with the amount of albums he sold. Goodness gracious, back in those CD days. Love that. Uh, all that and more. It's us, Matt and Alex, on All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, have you have you watched no. it? Have you got out of million dollar listings and started watching uh, one of the biggest Netflix series of all time? Okay, Squid the biggest Game. of all time, the boat. Have you watched the boat? <laughs> <laughs> hey, why haven't people talked about biggest of all times before? <laughs> I don't know why people haven't got on the Are boat. Are there any other ones? There's the boat. There's the goat. Um, there's the 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 maddest of all time, the moat. Uh, well, I know what I... I'm the fittest legend of all time. <laughs> I'm the float. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're talking about Squid Game, the biggest Netflix series of all time. Well, it's poised to overtake Bridgerton to be the biggest of all time. I started watching it, Matt. I um, lie down at nights, going to bed, watching it. I fell asleep before any of the apparently gory stuff happened. But um, yeah, it's quite quite interesting. Very different to what we thought because I think, and I think producer Brian was on this. Thought it was a, um, you know, a wipeout style wacky game show where people get hit in the face with inflatable 
sticks and stuff and fall into water, but no, it's a bit, bit different. <laughs> I thought it was like Ninja Warrior or something. Yeah. Is that right, Bron? <laughs> yeah, my, well, the way my friend described it to me was like, yeah, it's like a Korean game show where they play kids' games. Like Takeshi's <laughs> Castle, yeah. or a Japanese game show. Yeah, so no. I thought it was like that. And then the first couple of minutes I was like, is this right? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I haven't seen it, but one of the things I find interesting about it is the discussion around the translation because people are saying, you know, you, should, you shouldn't watch it dubbed because it, it's a completely different movie from the actual Korean language version. Mm. Then I saw an article saying that the subtitled version is really off as well. But another person on Twitter chimed in and said, actually, the subtitles of the movie are really quite good. It's the closed caption version of the movie that is a little bit differently interpreted. Then that made me think, oh, what's the difference between those two things? And when I Googled it, of course, and it's one of those things that are really obvious, but I didn't think of it until just now, is that subtitles are intended to be consumed by a user who can hear the audio around the language in the film, Mm. whereas closed captions is assumed that the listener or the user cannot hear. And so that was something I was like, oh, it didn't even occur to me that these are all different ways that people are experiencing the same movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just something that I that I learnt from Squid Game. Still won't yeah, watch it. Yeah, well, it's absolutely true. But um, one of the uh, other, you know, biggest of all times that is happening is the biggest phone bill of all time of someone who's receiving a whole heap of calls because their phone number was inadvertently put in the series. At one point, a character is handed a business card which has a phone number displayed, um, and Netflix has had to take it out because I just they picked a number, but of course that's someone's number. And so they've Bro. been getting 4,000 calls a day for this number. Do you know what? I mean, I've made TV shows before and the film bodies have phone numbers for this exact reason. <laughs> they have fake phone numbers that like the, the telecommunications companies go, you need a fake number, this is it, all right? So how this happened, I do not know. Well, do you remember our last week on Triple J, right? Tom Ballard came in as a little uh, farewell surprise. We we played a bit of our um, community radio show and in it I read out a phone number which (laughs) the editors at Triple J thought was just the station's number. I'm like, no, 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 it's community radio. That was my actual phone number. Then I start copping texts because it's the same. I haven't changed my number since I was in high school. So all these Triple J... Listeners can start texting me, Oi, Daiso. Hey, is this you, bud? And I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> so it happens. I understand. But we thought we would just test it out because obviously this is a Korean number, I believe. Someone in, a man in Korea is copying all these calls. But it is an eight-digit number. If we pop a 02, an 03, an 07 on the uh-huh. front of this, I think we should call it to see if these Australian businesses are getting calls as well because we don't know what this is in Australia. We thought we'd literally just test it out now and Let's see go. who picks up. Um, Wait, just hold on, to hold on. Mm-hmm. I'll need to buy some uh, more phone credit before I can afford this. <laughs> That's all right, mate. I'll, cool. I'll cover this on my number, which is 041... <laughs> no, I'm not going to read it out again. Um, but here we go. 86. I mean, this will be edited out now so this person doesn't get heaps of calls, but um, I assume the Australian version... They've edited the film. They're going to re-upload it to make sure that... They're going to film a new business card. Yeah, right. All right, let's, let's, let's see if in Australia... Oh, it's in Epping, New South Wales. The mailbox of the person you are calling is currently full. 
and cannot accept new messages. Please try your call again later. It's currently full of them being no. absolutely slammed. <laughs> Do you reckon that the okay? Well, what about O three? Try O three then. Right, see in Victoria. See if uh, the same problems happening. All right, let's give it an O three and then type in the Squid Game phone number. <laughs> oh no! I wonder what's happening here. Dial failed. Destination is busy. Oh no. <laughs> Is it engaged? Is it? Do, yeah, do you think that it's that's... busy. Oh dear! All right. Um, sh- what, what else? What's your Queensland one, mate? Oh seven. Try oh seven. All right. Oh seven. <laughs> eight. I don't know if many phone numbers start with an eight in Queensland. Let's see if we've got one. Certainly not in Brisbane. The number you have dialed is not in service. Yeah. Please oh. check the number. Okay. And try your. Should we try an 04? Australian yeah, mobile phone. Just try all of them. Let's go. <laughs> All right, O four. Where's O four? Is that South Australia? No, it's just mobile phones, mate. Oh yeah. All <laughs> 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 uh, right. <laughs> Oops. Australian O four. The number you have called is not connected. Please. T- ah. All right. So no O four. But um, I tell you what, I get the sense that there's a few people out there that have been getting absolutely slammed. I'm going to try one more number here. What? Where? Type this in. I'm going to try the Jamaican prefix. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> and let's give him a call. Let's see if. No. Let's see if anyone answers. It's ringing. I'm sure they'll pick up soon. <laughs> yeah, hello, man. Hello, sorry, this is Matt and Alex from All Day Breakfast. We're just calling this number from Squid Game. Who are we, who are we talking to? There's the goat, goat, man. <laughs> oh, no! We've got the goat, goat! What you asking about this squid for, man? This is the goat, goat. The greatest goat of all time, man. Ain't no sort, sort, no squids, the greatest, the S-goat, man. All right, well, we just wanted to check. Ah, uh, the number. Thank you very much, Goat Goat. We'll hey, wait. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 man. Wait, wait. Yeah? What does it take to make the squid laugh? What? Ten tickles, man. Ten tickles. You need to, ta- <laughs> you need to do the ten. Ten of them, man. Truly the, the greatest joker <laughs> of all time. Imagine how bad all the other goats are, man, <laughs> if I'm the greatest. What? <laughs> <laughs> Goat Goat, what does an octopus leave after it's been to the toilet? Shit, I don't know, man. Come on. Nah, come on, mate. Squid marks. (laughs) (laughs) This is all day breakfast. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Now, Matt, every now and again couple of old uh, salty old seafarers like ourselves get hit with that knowledge. Cold hard salmon of truth. <laughs> yeah, the wet squid of reality. <laughs> Whipped across the cheeks <laughs> where once potentially we were at the apex of youth culture, time inevitably moves on. And it was none more evident than last week when we were chatting to 14-year-old Sarah, who was kind enough to give us a call regarding being swooped by a magpie. Told us an incredible story of woe. And it was just within that interaction we found potentially time had moved on faster than we realised. 
all of a sudden this like magpie came out of nowhere. That's how they do it. It started going for my dog. <gasps> and if it was me, I probably would have just screamed and like run because that's my instinct. Mm-hmm. But it was going for my dog and I was like, no, that's my baby. <laughs> Did you pick up the dog and run out of there like Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner and <laughs> the bodyguard? We were gone. We were absolutely just bolted. Well, we're so glad you made it out there alive. I do have one question before we say goodbye, though. You are currently 14 years old. Did you get Matt O'Kine's movie reference about the bodyguard <laughs> and Kevin Costner? I knew that. I'm not even it sure if I heard it. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty stark there, Matthew. Oh, wow. Referencing the body goes, that's even old for me. I haven't seen, I only remember seeing TV advertisements for that. Uh, but we thought, <laughs> given she was so bubbly, so nice and very patient with us, Sarah could join us again and be our youth correspondent to let us know, I mean, what's good in the hood? What's the haps with the chaps in oh, school. No, don't. You know, don't even try to sound cool. If we're going to try and sound cool, we need to I was always on the other end of this. What? I can hear myself talking. <laughs> ah! We need, look, we're welcome back, Sarah. Hello. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Thank you. Thank you for choosing to hang out with two old losers uh, who desperately need you to uh, reinvigorate mm. our cool again because we don't know what on earth the youth are talking about today. <laughs> so tell us a Sorry. little bit about yourself again, Sarah. How old you are, what year in school, what are your favourite TV shows at the moment? Uh, I'm 14 years old. I live in Brisbane and I'm in grade nine. What are you watching but, right now? Um, I was watching Superbad. Oh, nice. About high school. There you go. That's not bad. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> Superbad, as in with, with, with McLovin. Yeah, there you go. Oh, hey, I'm pretty, okay, I'm pretty cool. We're on I'm the pretty same hip. Page. I can make McLovin references. Okay, well, Matt, Matt's reference, last reference, was the film The Bodyguard, Sarah. Now, that came out in 1992. Uh, what year were you born in again? 2006. Okay, so that was a good 14 years <gasps> before your birth. Oh, um, wow. So we're going we're gonna to try and get just... Interview every now and again just to see what's um, what's happening in the in the world of people oh in God. year nine. Um, but before we do, do you know just out of interest? Do you know how old Matt and I are? Um, I don't want to be rude. Um, be rude, Sarah. Thirty to forty, maybe. All right. Well, I'll oh, give that's you a big window. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint because I, I do want you to guess a, a um, an actual number for each of us. Okay. Oh. I'll give you a clue for me. Um, okay, in year 11 at school, they brought in this cool new thing called a smart board, okay, which was a whiteboard, but it had a projector and you could like draw on it with your finger and would electronically put the, uh, the lines there. But in year six, okay, when I was at school, I also had the job to, uh, to clean out the, the dusters that you had to wipe the chalk off the chalkboard at the front of the class. Oh, <laughs> um... <laughs> This, okay, 48 maybe? 48. Oh, my. Matt do you have a clue for Sarah as to how, how old you are? Alex, currently 48 years old. Okay. I got my first mobile phone in year 11. It was a Nokia 5110 and it had the game Snake on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, no, I take back the 48, by the way. I, I'm guess, guessing for both of you, um, 39. 
39. Yeah. Pretty close, Sarah. Pretty close. Well, Matt, you are? I'm 36. Okay, and I'm 33, Sarah. I'm 33 years old, Uh, not 48 years old. I've never been amazing at math. No, okay, no, no, don't worry, don't worry. It was was a different era and that's what this segment is all about, Sarah, to um, to find out what is going on and uh, what's happening at the moment in the world of uh, youth culture. Um, Well, there's like a lot, so I had to try and like think of some things quickly. Mm -hmm. But like I've noticed that one of the things that's really popular in like my generation is LED lights. Oh. oh, okay. And wh- where are these LED lights? Where are they? Are they... Um, like, like in the bedroom. Like I've never been to what, a friend's house that doesn't have LED lights. Like I have LED lights. Oh, and like you put them on the walls. Yeah, you, I put the, you put them on the wall and then you get a remote and you can choose any colour. You don't really use the normal lights anymore. You, you just like, for example, you can like be red one night and then your light will be red or you can like use flash oh or like God. there's lots of different colours. sounds colors. so cool. <laughs> Let's talk language now because we were thinking, you know, what's cool, what's cool to Sarah or um, what's mm. happening in the hood, like Dyson said. But, I mean, this all sounds like when people used to say things were groovy to me when I was a little kid, you know, yeah. like that just sounds lame as what... Um, it sounds, Sarah, that sounds lame AF, am I right? <laughs> so, so what are some phrases that you've heard that people are using? You know, I heard, I heard cap recently, like no cap. Cap. I mean, that's pretty oh, standard. Yeah, yeah. What, what is something else that yeah. people? Are, what are the kids are saying? Okay, so I have to like, like spend like thirty minutes trying to actually think mm-hmm. of things because it's kind of like just worded into my language mm-hmm. now. But one of them that I realize that not many adults like that catch on is drippy. Something's drippy. <laughs> which drippy, which means like cool, like like it's, it's fresh. Okay. Fresh. <laughs> Like, for example, if you've got a really good outfit on, it would be drippy or you'd be dripped out. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. Sarah. Great. This is genius, Sarah, <laughs> could I say. You have absolutely nailed the brief uh, coming in and helping with that. Now, the problem is that I'm going to find is, you know, because I'm old and, you know, wise and mature, but I'm still going to be very, very nervous and self-conscious using the word drippy non-ironically, in a sentence. Well, is it, is it lame true, if an adult says it? Uh, is there a way we no, can get away with it? I've made my mum, like, start saying catchphrases, like, fit check, <laughs> which means when you, like, if you, like, someone asks where you got your outfit, you go, well, I got my shirt from mm-hmm. Kmart, my pants from Levi's. And so now my mum always goes, fit check when she's leaving and she's like 50. That's All right, so cool. can be done. Do you say fit check to someone else or they say it to you or what? You say, If you want to know what, what someone's dressed well, as like, in, you say fit check to them. Well, it's like like fit check is like saying, look at my outfit, like look how cute it is, oh, look how good it is. you go, fit check, check me out. I'm wearing yeah. this and this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we, nice. Sarah, you have been incredible, but we have only scratched the surface of uh, what you're going to be able to offer ourselves and our listeners. So if you would like Sarah to um, to help you out with a question, okay, about getting older, about something that you'd like to uh, to learn about what the kids are saying, we're ready and able to assist you, please. Matt.an.alex, send us a message and uh, Sarah will be able to, uh, you'll be able to help us out. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, Sarah. That was great. Do you have any other phrases that you wanted to say that you've written down? Um, I'll leave you guys with one more, which tends to confuse a lot of, like, the adults please. in my family. Please, right, please. So the emoji, like the crying one, 
that's actually used as the laughing emoji because the laughing emoji isn't cool. Oh. <laughs> okay, because, wait, okay, I need, to, I need to get on top of this because I, you don't want to send something funny when people are, are sad. So, <clears throat> so the, there is a laughing crying emoji, but you're telling us that that's lame now and you use the actual crying emoji <laughs> to when something is funny. <laughs> The, the laughing emoji is so lame. Like, it's so bad. Like, when people use it, they get Oh, bad. my God, really? <laughs> I've used it today. Yeah. I have literally used it today. <laughs> For example, like, when my sister, who's 20, like, two, sends it to me, I've made fun of her. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, so you oh have just saved God. our bacon, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you would like uh, Sarah's know-how to able to navigate this life, please get in touch because she is dropping some absolute truth bombs on us, Matt O'Kine, and um, we are all the better for it. I've got to go through my Twitter and delete some of these things. I mean, I've posted this stuff publicly recently. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to try to age ourselves down a little bit, Sarah, and it's thanks to your help. We look forward to coming up with a cool name for this segment later on. I don't think we are currently equipped to be able to do that. What about, like, what's hitting? Yeah, what's oh hitting with Sarah? Thank oh, that's you. so yeah, much what's better than Sarah. anything we were coming up with. Matt said off air before, like, what's lit or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't expose me. Let's, let's please, we're stopping recording right now. This, is, this interview is done, Sarah. This interview is right. done. Next time on What's Hitting with Sarah, uh, we're going to be finding out the great goss. So, Sarah, thank you so much for talking to us today and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Okay, Matt, very excited to get our next guest on the radio whose songs we did grow up with and his new single, Hold Me Steady, has just dropped. It's a big all-day breakfast. Welcome to seven-time ARIA nominee, Mr. Pete Murray. G'day, Pete. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Thanks, Pete. I mean, the first thing that I... Well, actually, before we start, where do we find you? Today, I'm in yeah. um, Byron Bay, oh. up in the hills, just looking over the ocean as we speak. Would, uh, would oh, you say wow. any part of where you're standing is hinterland? Because that's my favourite kind of land, Pete. H- <laughs> it is. Hinterland. It is hinterland. Oh, it delightful. Is. Have you you've been Byron Bay for ages though, haven't you? Yeah, mate, I moved I moved here in two thousand and five. So I was in uh, I was in Brisbane for a, for a long while, sort of starting to get you know um, my music career started there. And then I moved to Melbourne to try and get it really get it happening because it was just a place like I guess back then. Still, there's a great music scene there now. But I um, moved down there years ago, um, I think two thousand or two thousand and one, and then um, moved. Well, I, was, I really bought a place in Melbourne. And um, but about two months before, and I started to look on the internet at some places up here, and I went, "Wow, this just looks like a uh, you know a bit of a nicer place for Melbourne." So maybe I'll try and get a spot up here instead. I tell you what, what looks like a nice place is those property prices back in 05. <laughs> oh yeah, mate. and now you're rich, Pete. <laughs> Jesus, I know. Uh, right. How awesome is that? How awesome is it? It was know, a, crazy. Eh? It was a tuppence for a uh, for a shack outside of Byron back in the day. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I know. Well, it, it basically was for the for the same amount of money you're buying, you know, a pretty nice place in Melbourne. You're getting up here, but you're getting land with it, you know, which is um, which is the bonus. Oh, so good! Man. I honestly never thought that 
half the people in Mullumbimby would be like the richest people in Australia <laughs> right now. Oh, man, I think they're just as stunned as you are. It's crazy, isn't it? How the place has just gone ahead. Oh, you can own <laughs> millions of dollars of property, but not shoes, apparently. Um, it's incredible oh, stuff. I don't know if you guys watched Ozark, but... Uh, yeah, you know, oh, I got it through the first Ozark. season. And they were, they were going to move to this, this special place in Australia called Mullumbimby. I was, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's getting Sorry, name dropped everywhere. I haven't seen that show yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what have you been up to in the last couple of years since Camacho dropped, Pete? Just pretty much um, having more kids and uh, <laughs> just, you know, sort of busy, busy with family. Family's kind of taken over everything at the moment. I'm trying to squeeze in music wherever I can at the moment. So I just had, had my fourth child four months ago. Oh, so, okay. congratulations, man. Sleeping. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, she's great, actually. She's really good. Um, so I've got uh, two, two older boys who are um, 17, 14, and then uh, a little three-and-a-half-year-old girl and a four-month-year-old girl. So the three-and-a-half-year-old, Sachi, she's the one that keeps us on our, on our toes. So, um, well, you know, I was a bit nervous having another girl because I was thinking, oh, God, the boys are pretty easy, but then the first girl was like, my God, what's this? You know, how do you deal with this thing? And, High um, energy. So when you... When you're looking after four kids, right, especially, you know, relatively newborn, four months old, has there been a moment recently where you think, like, I'm a rock star and now I'm cleaning curry out of a baby's neck? You know, like, <laughs> have, you, have you had any of those moments recently? Uh, all the time, mate. Kids just bring you back down to earth, don't they? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they don't care who you are, what you do. It's like your dad to them, so... You know, they just basically own me and I just get told what to do. So, you know, but it's the best thing you ever do. You know, once you have a kid, it's it's pretty amazing. And I think your life changes. You know, you're probably pretty selfish up until that point. And when you have, the, have that, um, you know, first child, uh, it just changes everything, really. You, you, that becomes your priority. In most cases, I think, anyway, you know. Um, uh, but look, that's that's me now. I'm not going to have any more kids. I've, I've got a book in for the snip. So <laughs> oh, really? Oh, the exclusive yeah. here. Do they like it when you sing? Because my daughter, Sophia, absolutely hates it. She'll listen to the songs that I make, like actual kids' music I make. I try to sing. She tells me to, to be quiet. I'm like, you're getting a live show <laughs> from the band yeah. that you like. I don't understand what's wrong. Do they, yeah. do they like it when you sing? Yes, they do. That is the difference oh. between you and I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... That and the number one album, Pete, yeah. I'd say. There's, and the six yeah. studio albums, they're pretty significant differences. You've sold 1.2 <laughs> million albums in Australia alone. That's 1.195 more than my co-host here, Pete, which is pretty good. And the latest one's incredible, man. Hold Me Steady, which seems like I love the way you've put this together, almost like a, a witch's broth, picking little uh, instruments and things from all around the place and getting different uh, incredible musicians on it. Can you tell us a little bit about how the song came together? Yeah, sure, sure, guys. It's kind of, like this this day and age, it's kind of the way you, you work now. You know, like I, I was at the um, the beach. I think it was Lennox Beach. I went down there one day and then I started to write the music for this song and had a tour came up in the UK through Europe and I went overseas and, and the guys who were supporting me over there, um, Dave and Joe Dunwell, great guys, um, incredible voices. So they kind of, we got together in their studio and they just helped me put this one together lyrically. And uh, that's their BVs on the track, so it's really soulful. You know, their, their voices are so strong, and being brothers, of course, they they just sing so well together. So in the end, it was you know it was came out sounding really great, and um, seems to be getting really good feedback at the moment. This one, and I'm actually today I'm 
just shooting a video clip for it, so I'm a little bit late to get it done because the songs have been released, but, you know, better late than never. And the thing I love about Hold Me Steady as well, it shows just, I mean, you've been doing it from the start, but how versatile the acoustic guitar is as an instrument. I don't think it'll ever go out of style, and I, I really want to get better because I am one of those people, Pete, who um, yep. can pick up the guitar and say, well, here's Wonderwall and play that, but not a lot else. <laughs> not bad. Not is there bad. a song that you reckon goes well at a, a party? Like, if you've just got an acoustic guitar, what, what would be your go-to? Oh, um, Opportunity, Better Days, So Beautiful. They're probably the three the songs, you know, that, that people, even if I go out to a bar and there's a cover band playing, I'll probably hear one of those songs being played in the band somewhere. So, you know, <laughs> Has that happened before? Have you, like, seen a cover band playing Pete Murray while Pete Murray's been oh, there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the time. You know, back from Pete Murray's pop, it's happening all the time. Not so much these days, but, you know. <laughs> oh, mate. No, well, that's amazing. And happens, what, did they ever clock you? Did they ever see you around and go, oh, yeah, hey, Pete? It's, it's quite funny because at first, I used to kind of get a bit embarrassed for them. I was kind of sort of hide and wouldn't pop out there. But then after a while, I'd just go and stand in front of them and kind of just look at it and... <laughs> <laughs> and they, 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 they wouldn't be but I, I was always like, mate, great, it was a great, you know, it was fantastic, well done, and so I'd never be sort of nasty to them. It's, it's a compliment, you know. Yeah, for, for sure. If you're in the room Absolutely. playing your song. Sensational. Well, Pete Murray, thank you so much for joining us here on All Day Breakfast today. Congratulations on the new single, Hold Me Steady, which is coming uh, with an EP a little bit uh, later on next, well, early next year, uh, a few months away now. Any other other little surprises we're going to be getting with the uh, the new EP, Pete? Uh, you just have to wait and see, guys. I'm, I'm surprised every day with what's happening, you know. I just hope we, can, <laughs> hope we can play live. That's the biggest thing I want. Awesome. Thanks so much, Pete. Congrats on the new track and we'll catch you next time. Great. Thanks, guys. See you soon. I love wine and everything about it. What are you into wine? I love wine. Well, I was cruising through the streets of Sydney recently, Alex Dyson. You know how I do, top down. Recently or one summer's day? <laughs> uh, suspension in the uh, front two wheels really bouncing, you know, the bonnet. Oh, I know the one. Down. I know the one. I know how you roll, <laughs> mate. Uh, I know the way that you ride and I'll just say it's not clean, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's not. Very dirty. Oh, I ride very dirty in my Mazda 3. So I um, was going through these lights just near where we live and um, I'm needing to turn right onto this intersection. Okay. The lights turn yellow. I enter the intersection. As the lights turn yellow. As the lights are turning yellow. So now I'm in the middle of the intersection. You're needing to turn right. And the cars coming towards me keep coming. Oh. Now the lights turn yellow. So I'm thinking, well, the car's going to stop soon. They'll stop and you'll have a chance. But it doesn't because they're racing the yellow as well, okay? Suddenly, the lights turn red. I'm in the middle of the intersection. I make my turn right. Yep. And I continue on my way up the street. My partner, Belinda, goes, whoa, whoa. Do you think you're in trouble now? Uh Uh-oh. Was there a red light camera? Like, are we going to cop the fine? You know, have you just done something that's extremely unsafe? Was there a little, uh, a little bit of popo paparazzi <laughs> snapping a few <laughs> high def ones of the uh, of the car crowing through? My best yeah. angle is through a blurry windscreen. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, but no, Alex Dyson. I just said, <laughs> oh, 
no, no, no. Mm. We do not need to worry about this because I want to take you back to the year 2002. <laughs> I don't, don't know you just gave her a history lesson in the car. <laughs> Matt O'Kine, 17 years old, going for his very first driving test. Okay. All right. First and only. <laughs> oh, that's what I wish. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. This is in Graceville, Brisbane. I yeah. enter the intersection. Yep. I need to do a right-hand turn. Mm. I enter the intersection waiting. Cars are coming. Cars are coming the opposite direction. Cars yep. are coming. The lights go yellow. I'm thinking, oh, God, <laughs> please let them stop so I can turn quickly while the light's still yellow. Mm-hmm. The light turns red. One last car races through just as the light turns red. I'm stuck in the intersection. I just stop. You panic. I don't move. Mm. Immediately, the driving (laughs) test instructor just looks at me, goes, why'd you do that? (laughs) And I said, I I I just... I got stuck, the car was coming through and mm. they have obviously done the wrong thing coming through and stuff like that. And he said, if you've entered the intersection and the light turns red, you are able to complete the turn from mm. inside the intersection. Hashtag never forget. <laughs> I will tell you right now that I will never forget that. So 20 years later, when I'm faced with that same mm. conundrum, I coolly and calmly yep. waited my turn and took that right right in the middle of the red. And it just made me think. And I will, I will say, by the way, mm. I'll, I'll tell you how I got my licence in a second, but <laughs> it just made me think. Matt has entered the anecdote. He's going to pause here for a moment <laughs> and then later he'll continue through and exit. It just made me ask the question... How'd you fail your driver's test? (laughs) That's all I want to know. I just want to know, how did you fail your driver's test? Because, Mm. and I bring this up, because the very next day I got home, I was gutted, absolutely gutted. I don't fail things, all right? I'm good at everything, (laughs) all right? So I immediately called up dad. I said, look, I'm going to have to borrow the car again tomorrow. We're going to have to find a different place to do the test because this this place that I've just tried at, they don't have tests for a couple of weeks. Oh, no. I want to find somewhere else in Brisbane to do the test again tomorrow <laughs> after school. Immediately well, cause, cause I'm your, doing this test. All your friends would have known you were taking the test. And yeah, have exactly. To ask how I, like, I, I need to get this done now. You need to uncrunch the Velcro wallet and show them what is in Queensland at the time. I believe like a laminated library card of your driver's license. It was basically license. like a Tarzo. But anyways, <laughs> the next day I went to a place called Green Slopes Shopping mm. Centre, and everyone it was folklore around high school driving test people. They would say, "Look, listen, if you're going to Green Slopes." Okay, here's the trick. It's within the actual shopping centre car park, Mm. but as you leave the um, Queensland Transport Centre, you're Mm going to do it. It's just, it looks like every regular shopping centre car park, but there is a stop sign, right? Now, this stop sign is very much a valid stop sign. (laughs) Just because everything around you looks like a supermarket car park, and it is the very first thing 
that people encounter when they leave this driving centre. And so many people, they're not thinking about the stop sign, they're just thinking, okay, I've got to get out of this car park. Once I'm out of the car park, the test begins. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And so many people go straight through, so I was armed and ready. (laughs) Oh, man, you'd hate to go through and then they say, yeah, just... Pop it around here. We don't leave they the centre. They literally do that. Oh, so no. I want to know. That's and so I anyway. Anyway, I did green slopes. I got my driver's license the very next day. But it makes me think. Tough thing about green slopes. It's fine when it's green slopes. What happens when it's or you enter at orange slopes and it turns red slopes? You know. <laughs> well, <laughs> what? I thought you were going to say well, green sleeves and you have to drive an ice cream <laughs> van. That would have been really tough. <laughs> Imagine doing your driver's uh, test. You got kids chasing you. Like, come on! Very I much a valid soft serve order. <laughs> Hail down from that six-year-old. You needed to have stopped there for them. So um, I'm pretty sure they asked for sprinkles. You have given them hundreds and thousands. Two different things. Um, look, how'd you fail your driving test? I'd love to know. Get in touch, Matt. Under Alex. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. And that brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Please get in touch with us uh, at matt.n.alex on Instagram or hit us up on the website, mattandalex.com.au if you want to be a part of our Bob squad. Hopefully, Alex Dyson, you've got your license now despite any failure stories. I tell you what, you'd kill two birds with one stone there. Enter to become a Bomb squad member. And also let us know uh, if you failed your test the first time. I mean, well, I don't think we're going to discriminate, you know. We're not going to say you have you failed your test, so you're not going to be a part of the bomb squad. You're allowed to have failed as long as you have since passed. Absolutely. Uh, thanks again to Pete Murray. His new track, Hold On Steady. Hope that's what you did to the steering wheel in your <laughs> last test. And hey, with, have a good one. And with that final <laughs> glittering segue, it brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll hit you tomorrow. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.